a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. All right, there's a lot to get to in St. Louis in the St. Louis All Local newscast from KMOX. Today is Tuesday, October 3rd. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top story this hour, the homeless encampment outside St. Louis City Hall is on borrowed time up against a 10 p.m. deadline after last night's efforts to remove the tent community was delayed. Director of Human Services Adam Pearson says they are working to find shelter space for those individuals who are currently outside City Hall. He says the city has asked shelters to hold 50 spaces open for the homeless and that these spaces have not been occupied. Held open for individuals who have not come in yet to use those spaces. So these were beds that have been open? These are beds that have been open recently within the past couple of days. This comes as many homeless living in the tents outside of City Hall have decried the lack of open beds at homeless shelters. We asked Pearson if there needs to be more coordination amongst the shelters if there is open space that the homeless isn't aware of. I think it is a matter of uh, working together collaboratively to build a more seamless communication system, which is something that the Department of Human Services is very much, very much invested in. Pearson said the decision to attempt to clear out the homeless encampment outside City Hall Monday evening came after receiving over four dozen emergency service calls. Sean Malone, KMOX News. University City residents gather once again to get some answers on last year's devastating floods. Maria Kina's just out of the meeting, joins us live. Did they get those answers, Maria? You did not, Michael, and nor did the residents, and they were upset about it, obviously. I've covered these meetings since last year after the flooding, and it's always the same thing. They don't have definitive answers from MSD. MSD was not at this meeting today, which residents have questions about things like one of the big areas of concern is the Groby Bridge. And there's a lot of back and forth about what the Corps of Engineers says about it, whether it's debris that causes the flooding or whether it's actually how the bridge is built and the concrete that's in there and how it fills up when we have these monsoon rains that come into the area. But residents were really frustrated and feeling as though they weren't getting any answers. Now, this commission today that held it, this is the Flood Commission. They are volunteers. These are not the actual citizens or rather the actual um county council members for University City. But at this point, there was no definitive answer about when or when or if even they'll be receiving any answers. Michael? Thank you, Maria. The head of the group that runs operations at the Blues Practice Facility says they're working on a plan to keep the facility solvent. Centene Community Ice Center is owned by the City of Maryland Heights. The city defaulted on its last payment to creditors. Dave Otto, chairman of the nonprofit St. Louis Legacy Ice Foundation, the group that runs the rink, tells KMOX they're working on ways to generate more revenue. The City of St. Louis has put a bid in for the World Junior Championships. That would be, in my opinion, the biggest hockey event in the history of St. Louis, bigger than the Stanley Cup final in terms of the number of people it brings in, the amount of money it brings in. When asked how Maryland Heights will cover the debt, Otto says he can't reveal any details yet, but they are working on solutions. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. Action on regulating Airbnbs in the city after problems with parties. An automatic committee today moved forward two bills which would ban single-night rentals and require owners to answer their phones. But Alderwoman Kara Spencer had nearly two dozen additional proposals which she was upset didn't get considered. I recognize I'm outvoted on that. Um, you know, I don't think that legislating um, should be lorded over by one individual. Um, but I am expressing my extreme disappointment. 
Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is joining other Democrats calling on the Biden administration to deal with an influx of migrants. CBS News reports Pritzker sent a list of demands to President Biden. Pritzker says 15,000 migrants have arrived in Illinois in the past 13 months, including busloads sent to Chicago. In a letter to the White House, Pritzker says the lack of federal intervention and coordination at the border has created an untenable situation for his state. For many teens in our community, college is unreachable. Dr. Art McCoy with STL Works says they're connecting students with major employers who need workers. So we have begun to match high schools and Job Corps and other partners of ours uh, with BJC to actually get the training that's needed to fill some of the positions that's open. We have 30 youth coming today to do tours through the nursing department. BJC is offering full rides to students who choose healthcare careers. Students are also touring McCarthy and Tarleton Construction. McCoy says they've worked with more than 5,000 students in the past year. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. The KMOX business desk, the former CEO of St. Louis County-based Express Scripts, is being considered for the top job at Walgreens, Bloomberg reports. Tim Wentworth led the largest pharmacy benefits manager and retired from parent company Cigna in 2021. It could signal a change strategy for Walgreens, which is focused on retail, while competitor CVS is leaning into providing health care services. KMOX goes in-depth. As we continue our coverage of the city's attempt to decommission the homeless camp outside of City Hall, KMOX's Sean Malone caught up this afternoon with Alderman Rasheen Aldrich and Alderwoman Alicia Saunier, who were at the attempted eviction last night. Outside of St. Louis City Hall, right outside of the homeless encampment that's still set up after last night when city police came in to potentially try to clear the camp. They were unsuccessful in doing so. And I'm talking now with Alderman Rasheen Aldridge and Alderwoman Alicia Sonier, who were here last night. So give us an idea for both of you guys. When you first found out that things were going to potentially be getting shut down and cleared out here outside of City Hall, when did you first get word? I got first got word about 6.30 yesterday. Same time, you know, uh, we, we were able to get uh, a call as uh, all the people that this was happening. And then um, the whole board of Alderman got uh, an email about 901. Uh, saying that the uh, encampment was going to be, you know, shut down around 10.01. So when I first got word, um, I was shocked. I was surprised. I did not know that the encampment was going to be um, decommissioned. And obviously, I think for me, it just reinforced the need for the unhoused Bill of Rights. There's a specific section of the unhoused Bill of Rights that talks about protections of displacement. And it talks about should the city have to decommission any encampments. It outlines policies and procedures so that that can be done. And it's in a way that honors the human dignity of those who are being, you know, displaced. Um, and so it just really hit home to me how much is needed, especially as we begin, as myself and Alderman Aldridge walked over and you're actively watching the process of people did be displaced it just reminds me like we really need this legislation for several reasons because we do need more shelter beds and more capacity but we also need to be clear about the city's role and the processes that we have in place and how how we interact with folks when they're in that position so what really changed last night when the city decided okay we're not going to clear these people out anymore i believe it was 1 30 and tuesday morning when they finally made that decision 
I think that certainly um, myself and Alderman Aldridge and some other city officials who were out here were certainly a part of the decision to decide not to go ahead with the decommissioning of the encampment. I think had we not been here, then the decision would have been followed through on. I think it's the fact that we were out here and the, you know, the police officers left at the same time that we left. And so I think it's very much that we decided to come over and that we were clear about our feelings that we didn't feel like this was the right way to do this or that this was being handled in the best, most humane way. We're talking with Alderman Aldridge and Alderman Alicia Sonia. And Alderman Aldridge, you had something you wanted to add there? Yeah, I would just say, you know, I think, you know, the unfortunately the lines of communication uh, haven't been open. Um, like, stuff like this could have been avoided. Um, I think if there was more communication between um, um, administration and the legislative body, you know, we have... As activists, me and Aldo and Sonia have relationships with a lot of these people out here on the ground. Um, if they are the unhoused or actually the groups that are trying to make sure that they have resources. So at some point last night, me and uh, Aldo and Sonia communicated with the administration to say, hey, it's like 1.30 and there's no point of, you know, evicting these people out at this time. Let them stay. Let's try to figure out a solution tomorrow to get people into housing. Because what we also heard is that um, that there were beds open and we figured out that there wasn't beds open. So uh, glad they are open now but you know it just was not the best way to go about it last night and you know we'll continue to work with the administration to figure out a long-term solution so that this don't happen again you mentioned communication that takes me to my next question since last night have either of you guys had any communication with the mayor's office or anyone potentially involved in because they still say they plan to decommission this homeless encampment outside of city hall I have had communication with the Department of Human Services Director, um, Adam Pearson. We've had conversation. He's kept kept us updated as he's worked to try to coordinate services out here. There's some of his staff right now that are out here trying to help folks get coordinated and asking, you know, more details about as these folks are removed, the resources that they're being connected to. So I've had conversations um, with that department. What about the mayor's office at all? Any communication with the mayor's office? I've been speaking with... uh, uh some aides from the mayor's office uh, to make sure that we have an understanding of the timeline of what was going to happen today. I don't think me and Alderman and Sonia, neither one of us are trying to uh, make situations worse, but, you know, we want to ensure that there's uh, clear transparency and accountability, not saying that they haven't been doing it, but that we do this the right way so we're not just moving people in over and over. So they have, in good faith, been uh, having conversations to figure out what we can do uh, as people who are most connected to the people out here to be able to help and to actually ensure that we have uh, right answers to ensure that these people are going to get shelters tonight. And in terms of just what's happening with the homeless encampment here, do you guys have any idea what the city is planning in terms of next steps? Yeah, right now, like I said, there's about two or three staff members out here from the Department of Human Services who are working to connect folks. We've been told and guaranteed that there is available uh, beds for everybody and none of those beds are, you know, overnight or two day beds. And so we've been told that there's enough space and enough placement for all these folks. And now um, I think they're just working to to, you know, place folks and get them taken to somewhere where maybe perhaps they won't have to be outside. Perhaps they will actually be able to be in some sort of shelter or temporary housing. But I think that's the plan right now is they're working on getting those folks connected to those resources. And myself or Alderman Aldridge are here to help and support that and however we can. Alderman Sonier, Alderman Aldridge, thank you too so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for joining us. You can do so every day by subscribing St. Louis All Local on your favorite app.